Hello and happy Monday, my friends. This is Amy Lee San Juan, and it is always my distinct pleasure to welcome you back to another informative episode of Cisco Champion Radio, where we cover topics across the Cisco portfolio to give you the insights you want and need. Today, we are diving into the wonderful world of Cisco certifications, and to help us drive the conversations, of course, we have an amazing cast of Cisco Champion hosts and the, with a capital T-H-E, Cisco expert. All right, so let's get started with a round of introductions. Joe, we'll start with you. Can you tell us more about what you do um, at Cisco? Sure. Um, my name is Joe Clark. I'm a distinguished engineer at Cisco working in our learning and certification business. I've been at Cisco now just about 23 years. Um, started right out of college into our technical assistance center uh, doing network management support. But I have a, a computer science background, so um, programming, automation, uh, all of that fun stuff was what interested me. And so I, I jumped in almost immediately in hacking our network management products, extending them, patching them. And now I do a lot uh, still with network automation. Uh, infrastructure is code. Um, uh, what they call the uh, model-driven programmability. I work also in the engi uh, Internet Engineering Task Force, uh, where I help on some of the Yang-based standardizations. Um, yeah, I, I guess that's uh, that's probably me in a nutshell right there. So the simpler question would have been, what don't you do? <laughs> oh, there's a, there's, there's a lot that, that uh, I don't touch. All right. Dan, you're up next. Who are you? What do you do? Sure, I gotta follow that. So I'm Dan Kelcher. Yeah, <laughs> thanks, uh, Dan Kelcher. I am a senior network engineer with Sleep Number. Um, so I get to play with switches and routers and do nothing anywhere near as impressive. Nice. Uh, I I believe I knew that you worked at Sleep Number, so I'm gonna have to ping you offline about that. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was actually kind of dreading that. Yeah, now I'm gonna get all kinds of people coming out of the woodwork. <laughs> Uh, Meredith, tell us about yourself. All right. I'm Meredith Rose. I work for WWT. I'm a senior consulting systems engineer based in San Diego. Um, since we're talking about certifications today, I'll mention I have a, an old school CCIE route and switch now known as enterprise infrastructure for almost 22 years now. And more recently I passed the DevNet associate exam. My Twitter handle, if you'd like to follow me, is Mer3DithRose. So it's M-E-R-3-D-I-T-H-R-O-S-E. Very nice. Uh, Jonathan, other than falling out of bed, what do you do? <laughs> what, what's, what's not bad about falling out of bed? I love it. Okay, no. Uh, my name is Jonathan Mahadi. Uh, I'm part of uh, BHP, uh, working in the mining sector. Um, I also have a CCIE, but in old school wireless, so that's... Um, enterprise wireless for now and uh yeah i'm I, I work in more design and governance at the moment which is actually a lot of fun um but i do various things across uh different verticals within the networking sections very cool joe kicking it back to you can you give us a little introduction and background on what we're talking about today uh, absolutely sure so thanks it's good to meet everyone here um I also have a sleep number bed, um, so I, 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 I have I have reason. <laughs> I'm to jealous. Um, 
So yeah, so, so about 28 years ago, we started this little thing called the CCIE, the Cisco Certified Internetwork Expert. Um, I guess it got a little bit popular. Um, and so we spun up more certifications over time, the CCNA, the Cisco Certified Network Associate, the Network Professional, and thousands or so of certified individuals later, we arrive at February 24th of 2020. Um Leading up to that, we decided or we looked at our certification portfolio and, and said a few things. One, it, it has certainly garnered a lot of industry recognition. We look at job descriptions in the Indeeds and the Monsters and the LinkedIn's, and we see that people are looking for Cisco certified individuals, and that's fantastic. And, and we've also seen that some of our competitors copy uh, some, of our, some of the ideas around our certifications. And so it's 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 obviously flattering. We, we see that, that we've made a dent in the marketplace. However, um, you can't just rest on your laurels. You can't just say, well, we, we've done well for the past 20, at the time, 25 years. Um, what What's next? In fact, we gave out stickers, 25 years of excellence uh, on the 25th anniversary of the CCIE. And I was at one of the IETF meetings and someone who's notorious for, for poking the bear, uh, said, so what, 25 years of excellence, now you're done? No more excellence? And, and it was a good point because we looked at the portfolio and said, okay, we've had these 25 years of excellence, what's next? How do we keep it excellent? And so we went back to kind of the drawing board and we looked at things like the complexity of, of going through and getting the certification. Um, how monolithic some of these certifications were in terms of the the technologies and and what people had to know. How useful uh, were they? Um, and what are they doing to track some of the industry, the current industry trends? And we we redesigned some things. We simplified quite a bit of of the certification and training portfolio. We emphasized flexibility, um, both making it easier for us to add in new technology and and revamp things as as well as individuals to make it more flexible so that they felt they were getting the certification that they cared about. Uh, and then that brings us back to that February date, February 24th, 2020, where we launched this new set of certifications. And I think, Jonathan, you mentioned you had, uh, or, or maybe it was uh, uh, you, Meredith, who said you had uh, CCIE route switch, and now it's become enterprise infrastructure. So we retooled, we renamed some of the certifications. We didn't take away anything that anyone had earned. Uh, but we made this uh, set, this new set of certifications, something that's much easier to kind of wrap your head around, uh, less uh, upfront exams or, or prerequisites that you have to take, more flexibility and agility. Um, and we, we added one of the, the key elements that's, that's permeating the network engineer uh, or network engineers in all technology spaces, and that is this, this automation and programmability, which I mentioned is very near and dear to my heart. Um, so now you see this, this new set of certifications, still the same levels you know and love, the associate, professional, and the expert, uh, but we've also created different realms to kind of recognize that there are different job roles, and we've created a realm for the software developer, and those are our new DevNet certs, and congratulations, Meredith, on your, on your DevNet associate. I, I myself uh, dipped my toe into that water. I got my DevNet associate, and, and I've kind of trying to convince myself to do some 
online proctoring for the next level. Uh, and we also created a realm for the cyber ops uh, engineer because we recognize that cybersecurity is kind of a job role in and of itself, where you have the security network engineer as an example who builds the walls around the castle. And the cyber ops person knows that no matter how big or thick you build these walls, someone is going to come in and mess stuff up. And so they, they try to think like the hacker. So we created these new realms. We created that flexibility. We created a way for us to keep adding uh, more certifications, more training as we recognize industry trends shift. And so we're into the almost 28th year of Cisco certifications. And I think the excellence is absolutely still there. So thanks for hosting this. And, and let's, uh, let's see where we go with this. Cisco certifications. Action. <laughs> All right. Well, I have a question. So that's a great history of how the certification program started and evolved and all the work you've put into it to make it relevant. Um, I found for my CCA personally, it was great for opening doors, new career opportunities. It's been great for my company to have a, be a Cisco partner with all the certifications our employees have. How do you educate the employers and the partners and customers that these newer certifications like DevNet, for example, are extremely valuable and, and are basically like a, almost like a currency for your knowledge. Like they really should have value, um, but not everybody knows about those certs yet. So what's your plan for kind of promoting that? Um, well, we have a few ways of doing it. The first thing is we have to show up ourselves, meaning that we have, we're an IT shop at Cisco. We've got uh, our own IT uh, department. We've got our technical assistance center. Um, we've got roles around instructors, roles around people building training content, our DevNet developer advocates. All of those people, as we hire them, as we bring them in, um, we want to be able to uh, put on those job descriptions, hey, you should be, say, DevNet certified, or you should have these certifications. So we've done that. We Back when the CCIE came out, one of the things we did, uh, you mentioned you're part of, a, you're with a partner. We said, hey, partners, we want you to get specialized, certified, and, and earn these like uh, gold specializations or, or certifications. And so we're going to continue, and we have been continuing to do that with our new certs. The other thing we're doing internally is training our individuals on these new skills. And if and when they, they leave to go out in the job market and they take that with them, we hope that the employers will start to see the value that they bring and, and be encouraged to say, well, if I want to emulate that person, I want what they have. I want them to have some experience, obviously, and it'd be great if they had this or that certification. Um, then the other thing we're doing is reaching out through uh, channels like to LinkedIn, to Indeed, some of these, these job sites, uh, and working with them to see how we can get um, more of these uh, new certifications highlighted or featured um, so that people, um, uh, or employers, I should say, know that, hey, these are the... These are not just trendy certifications. There's some some 
value behind them. And as well, we've, uh, we're using the Acclaim system for digital credential management now. And we, that encourages people to add like, oh, I just passed DevNet Associate, add it to my LinkedIn or add it to my profile. So people know that person has this particular set of certifications. A lot of it is going to be some of that grassroots or, or, or moving in, in that uh, organic way. Uh, and some of it we can kind of help force with, with things like our partner specialization. And then we're going to see more of a demand. And as those partners, again, as we build more of a, a workforce of people who are certified, then as they move out and, and, and spread, um, they'll take with it some of that, that certification value. Oh, great. Makes sense. Just to follow up on that, Joe, um, you know, a lot of our workplaces are becoming a bit more inclusive and diverse, um, uh, or I'm working towards, uh, you know, uh, diversity within the business. Um, and I, I get regularly asked, like, how do, how do I get into networking? Um, I always, I always mention the importance of certificates and, and uh, getting into the different tech verticals. Um, and that kind of opens the door, as Meredith said. Um, so what's your take on that? Well, we've got a program now, and I'm I'm going to uh, uh, I think I'm going to butcher the name, um, but it, uh, essentially it's a, a switch to IT. It's it's designed to reach out to people who um, might not be your typical IT certification or even just IT audience, and try to see, hey, do you have an interest in solving problems? Do you have an interest in technology? We can help get you started uh, and and start uh, having you learn some of these skills. Forget certification for the moment, just learning the skills and bring people in. And we're going to target that at, at uh, uh, underserved areas, underserved communities as well, because we also want to diversify uh, not just the the background people have coming into uh, into IT, but also just their the demographic where people are, uh, who people are. Uh, we want to see that IT is a, inclusive, especially networking is inclusive of of a number of different people. And the other thing I, I I tell people if they're interested is again put the certification to the side for the moment and figure out what it is you like to do, what what drives you, what interests you, and start learning and, and especially playing or doing in areas like that. And so when when we talk certification, sometimes we, we highlight the certification part. Like on February 24th, we released new certifications, and we absolutely did, but we also released the training. And with the training came labs, and we really want to encourage people to, um, to practice as much as they uh, preach, uh, that if they say, excuse me, I have these certifications, have you really put the time behind it to be able to learn that and to practice it and to uh, really understand and, and, and feel like you can talk to it and you can, you if someone said, hey, can you go do this or help me with this, that that person can do. And we want to encourage them to also give back in areas like the Cisco Learning Network, um, answer questions and help people out and help, again, foster that idea of an inclusive community. Um, so it's it's we we've got a few things going on. Admittedly, we can always do more, and we could always find new areas to to reach out. And I, I think now what you're seeing is we're really trying to put a focus on that to make sure that people know that networking is important, uh, no matter where you do it, on prem or in the cloud. And we have 
training. We have ways of getting you connected, getting you up to speed, upskilled, whatever you want to call it, and being able to then translate that into something that can hopefully get you a, a job, a better job, or move you up in, in your organization. Just just a side note, Joe, I really appreciate all the commentary. You just touched some points that are already like close to my heart. And one of the things that, you know, I've talked to people about is that we need to build from the ground up. So like get to the high schools or, or the secondary schools and, and, and work from that level. Uh, and I think that's, you know, that's another area that we could probably look at as well for this, this sort of program. But that's great to see. Thank you. That's, that's, a, that's a great point, and, and I'm glad you brought it up. Um, we do a lot with our networking academy um, to, to reach to some of those uh, high schools uh, to get them encouraged in not just networking, selfishly some Cisco networking. Um, I uh, guest lecture at our uh, North Carolina State University, which is close to me, um, and I often tell the students there that you're lucky. I mean, I wish I would have had this kind of not me, forget me, I'm, I'm lame, but had like this kind of vendor participation in my, uh, in my college, in my university, because I felt like I was learning a lot of theory and that's great, but to have the vendors be willing to donate time or to donate gear or to donate software so that I'm learning, I'm getting a chance to, to, to learn the theory, play with the actual technology, see what I can combine with what I'm learning in maybe areas, mathematics, machine learning. It's, there's so much opportunity there. And yeah, we, we absolutely want to do what you said and reach to the, the students, the people coming up and encourage them to, to keep uh, pushing some of those boundaries. So I think we all can agree that the field that we're in in technology is changing at a very rapid pace. I can't imagine how hard it is to keep up with the, the testing and the blueprints and the questions to make sure they're relevant, they're not outdated or stale. How do you manage that in, with a constantly changing world of technology? Yeah, we're fortunately, we've got the, um, the new portfolio has made it a little bit easier We've yet to really, we're, we're getting close to doing a, a revisit of some of what we've got in our, our current certification and training to, to say, hey, here's what we need to add. I'll tell you one of the things we keep hearing, and I did a, um, uh, a, Cisco certifica a Cisco TV certification spot the other day or maybe a couple weeks ago, and we got three different people ask questions of, hey, I need to know more about cloud or cloud this and cloud that. So we absolutely know that uh, we need to look at just about any of our certifications, even if you think, well, what about enterprise infrastructure? What do you need? Oh, well, we have SD-WAN in there, and that can be deployed in the cloud. And we've got um, CSR 1000Vs acting as gate. Well, that can be deployed. So we, we need to look at, at cloud, certainly, and multi-cloud connecting on-prem to cloud. So, so that's a technology area that we know we need to do. And fortunately, with like the concentration um, the way we've done concentrations at the professional level, these smaller uh, exams that you can take uh, in addition to that technology core, we can add additional concentrations to add more in-depth or deeper dives into specific technology areas. Uh, we want to do the same thing with the CCIE. We, we realize we can't change things so rapidly that people can't prepare, but we do want to be able to fold in different components or fold or, or even remove some components to keep those tests very relevant. And this is going to be tested fairly soon um, as we look to start doing these 
I would say, more rapid uh, revisits of our various uh, technology tracks and what we need to change and how we need to rev that up. So what you're going to see are both blueprint changes, so the exam blueprints or exam topics, as they're sometimes called, and you're going to see uh, uh, training and relative to that change as well. And there's probably going to be a need for some additional Cisco Press authors to keep up to speed with uh, with new books and, and revisions of books uh, relative to some of those exams as well. One of the things you mentioned kind of in your, your intro was with the with the certifications, especially the professional level, we went from four exams for the, the CCNP data center down to the core exam, and then one specialization. So the the breadth of the specialization exams, I I think with the changes that have been made, has been really cool. Where you can you can focus on a specific thing. You you pass the specialization, you get a certification for that. You pass the core. Now you've got your CCNP. Where before it was, you had to you went through. You had to get all four exams passed before you got something. So not not a question so much. It's just. Cool, cool idea. I like the way that that's been implemented. Yeah, we we really that was one of the things. Uh, so, I, have either of you, have any of you, any of you been to Cisco Live, like an in person Cisco Live? I have, yes. I have to admit, I have, yes. <laughs> you have to admit, you have. have. Have either of you seen anyone walking around uh, Cisco Live with a ribbon on that said sixteen hundred dollar lunch? Yes, I, I have. <laughs> I have not. Uh, um, so those are the people who uh, went and sat for the CCIE lab and failed. Ouch. Um, oh. So they went and they got a $1,600 lunch for their effort. And it was kind of a badge of honor. We didn't obviously make those ribbons. I, th I, I think one of our uh, CCIE advisory board people did. But you, you hit on one of the... Um, uh, the things, Dan, that we wanted to do, which was um, be able to create a um, certification for everything you achieve. People would put in their signature like CCIE written, uh, and that's not a thing. It wasn't a thing. You didn't get anything for the CCIE written. And we realized that that even passing some of those the, the, those written exams, okay, you haven't gotten the full CCIE or CCMP yet, but you've done a lot of prep and you've put in a lot of work and we want to reward that. So for those technology cores, for each of those exams, you're right, you get that specialist. But I did want to correct you on one thing. You said four exams for the data center. Uh, I'm going to take your word on that. I, I never took the CCMP uh, data center. But there was probably four exams just for the CCMP, but there was a CCNA prereq that used to exist as well. So that was additional exams you had to take, and we got rid of all those prereqs. So now if you feel you're at that professional level, you just go and you take the two exams for the CCMP. CCMP data center, and assuming you pass, uh, you get it. So we we you, you hit on that that kind of uh, uh, simplification angle that we were really striving for. And the CCNA data center, I think, was two exams. So yeah, six exams total. So yeah, good times. Joe, just to follow up on the uh, CCIE, um, I really value my CCIE achievement, and I'm sure Meredith has. Uh, stories oh, on yeah. the blood, sweat, and tears that have gone into her achievement as well. Um, how is Cisco ensuring that it stays relevant? Um, as I know myself, it's it's quite rigid. Um, are Cisco looking at other ways or initiatives um, 
to make it easier to consume? Well, uh, I, I, there's probably some stuff I can't say, so I'll be a little bit careful here. Uh, CCIE is always held in, in like a vault in a safe inside a volcano. Um, but uh, one of the things we, we, we definitely are going to do is that, that periodic, um, maybe bi-yearly, uh, is that right, every six months, every six months, uh, revisit some of the topics and be able to decide what we want to fold in or, or spin down uh, in those tests so that people feel like I walked out of that. Yeah, I put in the work like you described, but I have something that's not just a piece of paper or a certificate or a medal, that it, it actually has real value. Um, and and, and I, we just went through the uh, process to do what we call the job task analysis for the uh, DevNet expert. Uh, so that is coming up. And I can say that the amount of time that goes into prepping those exams is almost equal to the time it takes to to do study and, and complete them. There's a lot of uh, um, anguishing over what goes in, talking to different SMEs, both internally and externally, to make sure that we have the right material at the right level um, to be able to, to, to be defensible and to be able to be relevant. And so that's why it takes a, a little bit of time to, to do that. And we also can't disrupt uh, people studying as much. But it, it is about making sure that we're uh, looking at the technology, the trends, what people are asking for, what Cisco uh, admittedly is doing, and then being able to um, address that. Uh, and so you'll you'll start to see some of that now that we've, uh, admittedly, some of the COVID stuff slowed us down. But now that we're kind of moving out of the pandemic mode, uh, you should start to see some of those, those uh, updates coming. Just one other small follow-up question. Um, I know everyone loves hands-on lab, uh, labs, and it's great to see that. Um, coming out with um, the DevNet um, part of the study. So is that going to be built back into the exams at any time? Lab simulates? Um, so simulates, the CCNA, if I, if I understand you correctly, we're doing uh, what we call laplets in the, in the CCNA starting there, and, and it will permeate into other exams, whereby you get a, unlike the simlet, you will actually get a, access to a real CLI. Uh, running in like a virtual instance of iOS as an example, and you'll be given a task or set of tasks to do with that, like configure uh, uh, VLAN trunking between these switch devices, and they will be they won't be like finite state machines that kind of act like iOS. There'll be there'll be enough CLI to 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 cause you all sorts of uh, consternation, um, but yeah, you'll be able to do that. And actually, when you see on the blueprint. Uh, the verbs implement, configure, create, um, those action verbs, uh, you will actually will be able to test you on that um, as part of the written type uh, exams. Did I understand your question correctly? Absolutely. And I know it's great to see. Okay. I'm, I'm really excited by that. So like, sorry, I haven't sat my CCNA and oh, I, can't remember, I can't remember when I did it, but um, it's actually one of those things. It's it's really good to see like that that kind of evolution because I'm more of a hands-on person rather than just pure theory. So, and I, I did actually get that asked question from one of my colleagues yesterday. So, so since you brought it up, and to the uh, all of you, what is the biggest pain you have with some of our exams, not having uh, 
maybe the ability to do things um, like with the Simlitter Lablet could be considered one, but what else have you, you think we should have fixed or should fix in our exams? So I'm going to, I'm going to start this with a story. So back when I took my first, I first sat my CCNA exam, I was going in, you know, completely green, sat the exam. And at the time, the, you know, when you're taking a test in, in school, it's, well, when you get to a hard question, it's a time test, skip the hard question, move on and come back. Every single sim, I'm like, that looks hard. I'll skip it and come back. I got Ooh. to the end of the test and realized it's adaptive. There's <laughs> no back button. Yeah. So um, not necessarily something you can fix, but just a maybe a, a lesson I learned the hard way that that was, I think that was the the composite test at the time, 225 bucks, I think it was, but there was no lunch. So that was just a $225 trip <laughs> to a test site. Um so yeah, there's there's mine. Not something you can fix, but no, lesson learned. We 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 do it that way specifically so we can uh, uh, we can have certain types of questions live together in the exam. So I I, I feel your pain though. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I remember that too when that feature would kind of come and go, the back button. Um, so as you've evolved the test taking and solicited feedback from the community to how to make them better. You kind of had this unexpected uh, need to pivot quickly when the pandemic hit and you couldn't do in-person testing at the testing centers anymore. So I took my DevNet exam from home, for example, and I that was a different experience, but actually it was a very positive experience. I was qu- quite nervous that something was going to break and I'd have to reschedule or start over, but it went really well. Um, how do you see Cisco going forward with the potential test at home and then as test centers are reopening, do you see some kind of hybrid or one direction or the other you're leaning? Uh, I, I think we will see a hybrid. What's interesting is I, I was shown some some data yesterday. More people do seem interested in taking tests at testing centers. Um, I, I think it's probably a composite of a few things. One, they um, they don't have the the kind of environment. I mean, you see behind me that I, I I'd probably have to strip some things off the walls to to make them feel the the proctors feel like yeah you're in a clean environment. Uh, they might not have good internet. Um, they they have too many distractions at home. Uh, so they they like being able to go in. Um, I, I'm sure the three of you could tell some interesting stories about how that is less is more of a distraction to go in. But uh, I think what we're seeing is more people want to. However, there the the convenience of being able to test at home is fantastic. Some people don't live that close to testing centers, so I I, I don't see this going away. Uh, we've got a system for it. Our partner uh, Pearson View has that system. I, I think we're going to continue both. To be honest with you, that's great. Yeah, there's a little bit of setup, but um, for me, I just found it great that I, it wasn't like all the testing was canceled. It was you guys pivoted and and made it still accessible, and so I was really lucky. Yeah, I did the the DevNet from home. Same thing. It was it was surprisingly smooth to go through. It it went well. Um, when testing is back in in physical locations, I don't necessarily know that I would continue to plan on doing them from home because for me, there's just going into a test site, you kind of have that mental shift of I'm I'm at a site, it's go time, we're sitting at home. It's like I could just, you know, go over there and play video games. So there's mm-hmm. kind of that mental shift. Uh, my, my view is slightly different. So I've had some interesting, entertaining experiences in test centers and, and it, it ranges from... 
having stood walls that are really thin and people having meetings and laughing in behind those meetings so you have these really loud noises going on I'm like I feel like I should be part of that party or should I be sitting this exam <laughs> or, or, or the other side of it is uh, you know people like you know they're on, under a lot of stress and they have a bit of a freak out uh, that's happened to me before as well I, and, and look I know we have terms and conditions that we have to meet and yada 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 well it does happen unfortunately plus Joe that chair is awesome who doesn't want to sit in that chair I mean that 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 for me was just like <laughs> Set me right, right up for that exam. <laughs> well, the, the chair behind me is awesome, but I, I, I don't tend to sit. I guess, yeah, if they let me sit in there, I, I would, uh, I would absolutely do that. <laughs> I'll have to see because, like I said, I, I do have to, I, I do have to like, uh, uh, hike up my pants and take the DevNet professional um, exams. So I'm, I'm gonna have to do that at some point and. I don't know that North Carolina, or at least in this area, the testing centers are going to be open. Um, so it'll probably be at home. So as we talk yeah. about tests and the, all the tests we've taken in the, our histories, one of the things that, that had always kind of been the, what you did was you'd take a test and three years later you go, well, I got my CCNA, it's time to renew. I'll go start working on my NP to, to renew that. And I know that recently, well, not recently now, but there have been changes to the renewal program as far as continuing education. Um, can you kind of talk to that? For me, that's, I, I know people are doing it. It's its new. I, I haven't dug too much into it, but could you kind of talk through that that cert renewal without having to retest? Sure. Uh, when did you last recertify, Dan? <laughs> uh, it's been probably about two, two and a half. Well, no, I guess, yeah, the, the professionals would be two and a half years my and then the DevNet is an associate level, so that's that's brand new. Okay, how about you, Jonathan? When did you last recertify? You no, know, I was just thinking that uh, I think based on my tax returns, it would have been last tax financial year, so it would have been like August of last last year or the year before, possibly. How'd you do it? Did you test or? Did oh, no, I know I test. Uh... So actually, I always like okay. to challenge myself. So I tackle a different CCI written every single time after research. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Nice. How about you, Meredith? Um, I'm old enough that I've got lifetime emeritus now in my ah, CCIE. <laughs> very, very nice. Okay. So, so I, it's a, it, you asked the question about continuing education. I thought with three people on the, well, okay, I'll count myself, but I'll, I'll talk about that in a sec. Three people on this call, I figured one of them would have reserted with continuing education. Um, so I have, uh, I have CCIE route switch. I got it in 1999. Um, and I used to take writtens. Uh, I wasn't a route switch dude, but back in tack in order to like move up career wise, you had to get a CCIE. So I was doing network management, Cisco works at the time, like fine. I studied BGP. I went and did it like, yay, I got it. And yay. I got promoted the next day. Um, but I wanted to keep it up. It was a lot of work. So I kept it up and I kept testing in security and security. And then finally, uh, in 2017, we came out with this program called Continuing Education. And it was essentially, look, we recognize that um, we, we recognize that your expertise or your, your certification, it took work. Um, and we recognize that as you've grown in your career, maybe you've changed focuses or maybe you want to change focus and you want to learn new skills. You don't want to just give up. You don't just want to become a manager. Let's say you want to, uh, you want to stay technical and you want to, you want to keep 
moving forward. And so just like doctors have to keep um, learning the, the latest and the greatest, attending seminars and, 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 and practicing or keeping up with, with what the, the, the current ways of doing procedures are, we wanted to do that same thing for our certified individuals. So we initially launched it for the CCIE, and whereby you could earn credits for taking courses, for going to Cisco Live, and for writing exam items. Um, and if you earned enough of those credits, it was 100 at the time in a two-year period or essentially a three-year period because we had the suspend year, um, you could get recertified and you could do that without taking a written exam. So for the first time I needed to do it, um, which I think was 2017, um, I went and did uh, uh, the DevNet type stuff, which was called the um, uh, MPDev and MPDesi at the time, Network Programmability for Engineers and for Developers. And I took the courses for that. Uh, each were 50 credits, and I got recertified. This time around, because it is about continued, ed continued education, continual learning, um, I was doing more data center stuff, uh, data center automation. I was playing with Hyperflex, and I needed to learn that. So I went and took the courses for that and got the credits and recertified. This next time, uh, I I've got a little bit of time now since the CCIE is now good for three years. Um, I don't know. Uh, we'll see where, where I'm at and, and what I need to, to learn more of. But continuing education gives people that flexibility to say, you know what, I don't really want to uh, be Jonathan. I don't really want to challenge myself with a new written every day. Um, I want to learn something new. And maybe after I learn it, I will want to go take the exam for that and uh, get additional um, recertification uh, or get get additional um, opportunity for recertification by taking additional exams and and building my uh, my pantheon of of medals. You can do that. Um, so we've we've made even that program more flexible by giving people more opportunity uh, to recertify in different ways. And just uh, even with continuing education, initially it was just you either recertified with continuing education or with an exam. Now you can do both. You can say I'll take a little bit, I'll take this one course, get some credit, and I'll take this exam. Together, those two things can earn enough um, overall credit equivalency or overall recertification. Um, requirement and I get to recertify. So there, again, a lot more flexibility in that program. Uh, and I'm hoping that uh, people like that. Uh, I've heard positive things so far. Like I said, I'm a, a bit stumped that, that I'm the only one on this call who's done it, but uh, maybe Jonathan will consider it for his next time around. Or maybe, you know what, he'll do both. He'll do a little continuing education and then go challenge himself with that technology core in, uh, in uh, cybersecurity, let's say. Yeah, Joe, don't worry. I, I do like to have a play. So the, the challenge I have at the moment is my lack of lack of available time because I'm usually either doing DIY or some crazy I, IoT shenanigans. Um, but uh, just on that topic, actually, so like, uh, um, you know, I'm from the industrial space, right? And so the industrial space seems to be kind of a little bit left behind. Now, I'm not saying like with, there is certs, for, there has been certs and, and I'm sure there will be more. And I actually just want to tap on that. So is, is there any other initiatives in the pipeline for... Uh, like industrial IoT or IoT certifications and, and like an evolution of that? Well, you've got one right now in the DevNet space for uh, programmability related to the IoT space. So not IIoT per se, but IoT. Um, there's a concentration. So you can, it, it's a step towards your DevNet professional to get the IoT uh, concentration in DevNet. We did have... Um, 
uh, a certification prior to the, the, the February 24th cutover uh, on IoT. Uh, I'll be honest, it, it, we, we weren't seeing as much interest in it. Um, it's not to say that, again, we're, we're looking, we're continuing to look back at what the industry, what our, our, our um, uh, people looking to get certified, what they want. And you never know, we, we've got now the, the um, kind of the, the, the structure that we could re-add something like that in the network engineer space, or if we see enough demand for it um, and we see it's unique enough from a job role perspective, which it might be um, in, in certainly in, in IoT and certainly in the industrial space, you might you could argue that what those people do, what you're doing is a little bit different than what your, your network engineer is doing. Just like with cyber, that could turn into a different realm. So we have the ways of doing it. We just need to see the demand. We need to see... Uh, you know, if you want to start like a Kickstarter for getting IoT back in, maybe maybe we could do it. Would you Would you fund it? <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll see what I've got yeah. in my chair back there in terms of uh, <laughs> coinage. If I donate like five bucks, do I just get the certification for free? <laughs> if you write enough questions for it. Ah. <laughs> um, and then like just you know from a DevNet standpoint you know I feel like having a computer science background as well there's a really close tie-in with programming and cloud and like cloud is such a hot topic and there's so many uh, I guess faces of cloud like you know depending on who you are you see it in a completely different way versus like let's say a network engineer do you see there's like synergy there and like potential crossover and like with this modularity of the exams um, you know some sort of build up to a different certification there yeah, uh, we're we're definitely that that is the DevNet side is where you'd think it naturally fits because sure you can do things at the at the various cloud portals or control centers click through the web type of thing but if you really wanted to do things at scale you're going to find yourself using something like Terraform or you're going to do Ansible or something that talks to the through the APIs through the connector modules to uh, deploy VMs or deploy compute I should say at scale to spin up v, uh, VPCs at scale to be able to do that thing across multiple availability zones so you've got high availability do your load balancing stuff there so I think yes the software side is a natural fit but I also think there are uh, networking tie-ins as well I mentioned SD WAN there's also uh, ways of deploying the next-gen firewalls, the, the firepower uh, security side, and, and doing zero trust and SASE in the cloud. So I, I think what you're going to see is it might start in DevNet, but we're going to see a, a dissemination or permeation of that into some of the other areas in the network engineer and, and in the cyber uh, realms as well. So what are you guys working on for next? The DevNet launch was was huge and there's so many opportunities for learning there and getting these well-recognized certifications that are becoming more and more common uh, to for employers to understand what that means. Uh, is there another sort of launch coming up or are you guys continuing to evolve the existing programs? Um, we're continuing to evolve. We've, we've, we've made a commitment uh, when we launched the DevNet, uh, when we announced it in San Diego at Cisco Live 2019, that we would have an expert and, and we're working towards that. Um, there's uh, a, the potential for an expert in cyber as well. 
um, though I don't have any information on that. But one thing, the, the next absolute thing that we've already announced, there will be a new CCDE. So the, the CCDE was notably left off of the announcement uh, in, uh, in San Diego. We, we, we kind of said no changes at this time. Uh, but we always intended to do something there and, and refactor it a little bit to bring in some more architectural components uh, and have that as well capture some of the new newer industry requirements that, that a, a design expert would have. Um, so we're getting ready to, we have the blueprint, which is already out, uh, the exam, to, I call it the blueprint, we call it that internally. The exam topics are already out on Cisco.com for the new CCDE, and you can go and look at that. So that will be the next big thing, um, that, that that exam going live will be the next big uh, announcement that we're going we're gonna to see. Great. Very exciting stuff. And that exam, the written for that exam is, is still the one exam you can now take, Jonathan, if you wanted to take a one exam and recertify your CCIE. It's still the CCDE written. Everything else right now would require two exams or an exam plus continuing education. Excellent. Thanks for letting me know. Wow. Amazing conversation. Well, friends, this has been another great episode of Cisco Champion Radio. I want to thank all of you out there for listening in today, and a special thank you to our guest and Cisco Champion host for being a part of today's episode. Again, if you want to learn more about today's topic, just click on the link provided in the description below. And just a reminder, you can subscribe to Cisco Champion Radio on your favorite streaming platform and receive alerts on our latest releases. So wherever you're listening to us, make sure to hit that subscribe or follow button now. I hope you all enjoyed today's episode. See you next Monday.